Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader? Or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Hey, everybody, this is Eddie Dacius. We are here on our fifth episode. This episode is brought to you by Dacius Facilities Management. Dacius Facilities Management, they will manage your property with a value of services such as cleaning, maintenance, and project management. Call them now at 617-237-0106 or go online at daciusfm.com, daciusfm.com. Today, we have a great show for you. We have a wonderful guest. Um, she's a nurse practitioner. She's a mother. She's my wife, Jessica Dacius. Jessica Dacius, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for coming. This is a long time coming. But we're excited to have you. We're going to have a great conversation. I'm excited to be here. All right. So what can you tell about you? Um, well, I grew up in Boston. Um, I went to school there all my life. I um, grew up in a nearby church in Dorchester there, Free Pentecostal Church of God. Um, I went to college at Boston University, and then I followed that by graduate school where I earned my master's degree in nursing at the MGH Institute, and I'm now a nurse practitioner. I specialize in women's health and also adult primary care but I primarily see um, women's health patients. I work in an OBGYN clinic where I see women of all ages um, for many issues, um, including routine gynecologic problems and also for prenatal care. Um, In my free time, I enjoy reading, traveling, listening to music, shopping, um, I love my wonderful husband, Eddie Dacius, and our wonderful two children, Jovan and Leia. Um, and I, of course, love God, um, and I'm happy to be here today. Thank you for coming. And so you said you grew up in Boston. Can you tell us about your parents? Yes, um, both of my parents... They were born and raised in Haiti and came to America in the 80s. Um, They are both God-fearing people. Um, My mom is someone who's very special to me. Um, She taught me so much about life and I, after God, definitely couldn't be where I am without her and her guidance. Um, She was a very strong, she's a very strong example in my life. Um, And my father, an ever loving 
presence. Um, he worked very, very hard to raise us and provide for us. And, you know, I love him dearly. He is someone who always has great advice and someone who is very patient and kind and another reason why I am where I am today. So now that's um, thank you for sharing this. But how was it for you growing up in Boston? Um, I mean, you know, growing up in a Haitian household, you grew up in Boston, but not in Boston because there weren't many places you can go. You know, you had a strict curfew and, you know, had to be home by a certain time after school and all for, you know, making sure that we were safe and protected. I know that was our parents' goal. But in general, as I became a teenager and a young adult, I got definitely got to see the city a lot more. And I just, you know, it's a great mix of city life and residential life, which is what I like about it. You can in one space be in downtown Boston and have access to all uh, the stores and offices and things like that. And then in next space, you have your um you have a taste of more family life, things like that. So it's it's a great mix of both worlds, which is why I like that city a lot. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I enjoy Boston too. But uh, you mentioned the Free Pentecostal Church of God. Can you talk us, um, tell us more about the Free Pentecostal Church of God? How long have, have you been a member of that church? Sure. So I've been going to that church since a very young age, probably, I think, around age seven or eight, our parents brought us there, my sister and I, and we've been going there ever since. It's a church that is the center of many aspects of my life. Grew up there. I met many of my close friends there. I met my husband there, and we've gotten to see the church evolve through many different phases and progresses, which has been great to see over the years. And I think it holds a really special place in my heart because my faith is very important to me, and it's been a huge part of my faith over the years as well so was women health your primary choice when you went to college so initially when i first got into college i thought i wanted to major in psychology which is part of the reason why i applied to bu and i got through my first semester and i was like mm -mm, this is not for me um and i found myself at a crossroads because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I didn't want to do psychology anymore. And one day, you know, I was coming from class and I was walking the halls and I saw a poster about a seminar talking about the College of Art and Sciences and the College of Health Sciences at the school and how that college has different majors that would prepare you for careers in health, specifically careers as a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant or an occupational therapist. But I honed in on the nurse practitioner career and I learned about it and how you could specialize in different areas, particularly women's health. And that's when I realized, wow, that's for me. And that's when I realized that I had actually had a passion for women's health since a very young age. I would be the one like looking through pregnancy books and being very fascinated by pregnancy and what women go through during their lifespan. But I never put it together that I would pursue a career in it until that moment in my life. 
So I attended that seminar and the rest is history. I kind of just went, I changed my major. I majored in health science instead and I minored in psychology, graduated with those degrees and I went straight on to grad school to pursue my master's and became a nurse practitioner. And I've now been doing this for five years and I love what I do. Um, I don't think many people can say that they love their job, but I truly love my job. I truly love going in and seeing my patients every day, helping them to achieve goals, helping them to address problems they may have, and overall empowering them to be better people, to take better charge of their health and their lives. So I really do love what I do. Wow. And I think um, I'm the first to say, yes, you do love what you do. Can you talk us about your experience at, um, at BU when you were there? Sure. I mean, now that I think back on it, it seems like a blur, but it was it was a good experience. I loved being on campus. I loved learning the different topics I studied in my courses. I loved being just there in the middle of everything. Um, the connections I made with my peers, that was also very important. Experiencing the extracurriculars. I was part of the Haitian Cultural Association. I was also part of the uh, Black Student Union there. And so all those different experiences helped to shape my time there and overall I look back on it and I feel like it was a positive experience for me. No, definitely. Let's talk about your job. What aspect in your job you really enjoy doing? Is it the fact that you're helping people or the fact that you can listen and then bring solution to their problems? I think I love the most the emotional connections I make with my patients. A lot of times you have to empathize with people when they come to you and present their complaints. You really have to get on their level to try to understand what they're experiencing. And when you do get on their level and they see that you're on their level, that's when you can truly make an impact in their lives. And it becomes a meaningful moment for them as well when they realize that someone cares about them and cares about what they're going through. So I think that's one of the best parts of my day is when those connections are made. So Divine Purpose is a platform that's helped people understand their calling. And as you said, you switched major and you became a nurse practitioner. So how was it when you first started as a nurse practitioner? It was very nerve wracking. It was hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that I was in charge of, <laughs> of people's health care. But I also had to remember that it was a privilege to be entrusted with that type of thing and to remember that people are coming to me at their most vulnerable points in their lives. And so putting that into perspective and keeping that on the back of my mind helped me to, I think, better help them. Um, of course, when you're first starting out, you're always very nervous, but it's it was helpful that I had other colleagues around that I could lean on, that I could ask questions that helped me through those first few weeks to months to the first year until I was more comfortable, of course, seeing patients all on my own. After five years doing it, of course, you're still learning. You're always learning new things. But that's the beauty of this profession is that you're essentially always a student because there, there's always new guidelines, new research coming out that keep you at the forefront of your field and allow you to continue taking good care of your patients. 
Uh, well said, well said. So let's talk about uh, wedding. Wedding. Yeah. So w when did you know you were ready for settling down? Um, that's a good question. I don't. I don't think anyone is always officially ready to settle down. I think the important part is knowing that you found the right person that you could settle down with, and then you make a plan together. You may not always you know, have everything you need right at that moment. But the key is to be on that journey together, to plan together, to grow together, to do it together. Um, and of course, I believe that if you put God first, you can succeed in anything. So, you know, if you have God and you have that person you love, then anything's possible. So can, can you go deeper on you, it doesn't necessary to have everything? Can you go deeper on that? Sure, sure. So a lot of people think that, you know, in order to start a life together, you have to have a certain amount of savings. You have to have a certain degree. You have to have a car. You have to have a home. You have to have, you know, a certain level of education, knowledge. Um, and all of those are great to have, but you might not have them all ready by the time you want to make that plunge into marriage. Wow. Mm. Um you have to remember that, like I said, if you found the right person, knowing that the person has potential and that the person is willing to act on their potential um, and that you both are willing to work hard together, then you can both achieve great things. You may not have, you know, one of you may have the degree, but the other person is still working on it. That's great. You help the other person get there. And then eventually, once that person succeeds, you've done that together. You may not have that home when you're starting out, but all right start out in an apartment save for that home you might get married and still have that apartment but then when you do have enough for the home you get the home and eventually you'll realize your dreams but i think as long as both of you have the potential both of you are willing to work that's the way you can achieve your dreams together so i think and you, you said it well and i think for us the thing was good communication um where that yes there's a lot of things we might not have if we talk about it, if we plan, we can succeed. Is it necessary to have a wedding planner? I mean, I think that varies from person to person. If you are someone who is a planner yourself and feel that you can take on the task of planning the wedding, then by all means, go ahead. Um, if you feel like you would rather put that um, task onto someone else, if you feel like you would much rather not have that type of stress, then have a wedding planner. But I think it really just depends on you and what you want out of the experience. Can, can you share with us what what was the most um, difficult part of getting married? I think one of the harder parts of planning a wedding is um, trying to make or feeling like you have to make everybody happy. You know, it's not just a big moment for you. It's not just a big moment for your partner, but it's a big moment for your family, for your siblings, maybe for your closer friends. Um, they're all happy for you and want to enjoy seeing you in that moment, but then they might also want to have their own opinions on how you should do things, on what you should buy, who you should invite, where you should have the wedding, things like that. And so it can get hard and stressful at times when you're trying to incorporate everyone's wishes, but you have to remember that at the end of the day, it's you and the other person getting married. And, you know, you can try to do your best and, and you know, make people 
comfortable and as happy as you can. But at the end of the day, what's important, what you should prioritize is your happiness and your and your significant other's happiness. Also take into account your budget. Your budget may not accommodate what everyone wants. And so your budget often dictates what you can and can't do for the wedding. So knowing that, knowing what your limits are, do your best with it. And the people who love you will support you no matter what. So let, let's, stay, let's stay on that note about budget. Most people, they, they want to spend a lot of money, make it like a wonderful day. But at the end of the day, how can you go about your budget? How can you figure out the right budget for your wedding? Sure. And um, I mean, I'm not an expert by all means. This is just going off of my experience with my husband but we set a goal we knew that we yes we wanted to get married but we also knew that we wanted a home Um, we also knew that we wanted a nice honeymoon Um, so we budgeted out for those three things we said okay we'll spend x amount for the wedding we'll spend x amount for the honeymoon and we'll leave x amount as a down payment for the house and, and closing costs and i think that allowed us to make sure we didn't spend too much on the wedding because we knew that there are other things that are more important. I mean, you know, a wedding is one day if you think about it, but you know, a home is for many more years and that's where you'll start your family, well, you'll raise your family. Um, so we really, really wanted to have that. So we were doing two things at the same time. We were planning our wedding and we were also planning to buy a home. Um, and so we just made sure we had a modest budget for the wedding. We were still able to invite 135 people and it was beautiful and it was a great time. Um, but we stayed within our budget and by the grace of God, we were able to do that and also, um, purchase a home before we were married. So, you know, all the glory to God for that. Yes. And all the glory to God. I agree. But, um, let's talk about engagement. So most people, they they want to get engaged to a private event where it's, it's the guy and the, and the woman somewhere. Do you think it's necessary or it's important to include your parent when you're getting engaged? Personally, I do just because, you know, they, they raise you and it's an important event for them just as it is for you and if you feel comfortable including them then i think that it would be a good idea to include them um however not everyone feels that way some people feel like they want a more private event um between the two of them and if you know you know your partner the best if you know your partner wants something small and private then go with that um but if you know your partner would prefer to have her parents and close family members and friends there then incorporate that as well but the key is to know who you're working with um, so that you can make them happy um there's a blessing when you include your parents and you make sure first of all you include god and you include your parent in your decision to get married i think there is a blessing in that yes because you want to go into the marriages to make sure that it's blessed all around how can you save for a wedding during a pandemic so during a pandemic um that's not always easy um you know the pandemic was hard for many people um a lot of people lost employment a lot of people cut down on employment had to start working from home so if your finances are already restricted you can be like oh my gosh how am i gonna save for a wedding but i think 
every penny counts have like we've talked about have a budget and then set goals for how much you can save each week and each month even if it's a small amount you know you may want to have a longer engagement if you're not able to save too much in the beginning just so that you can meet your goals or you might want to have a smaller wedding so that you can you know, afford what it is that you want to do with the resources you have available. So step by step, week by week, month by month, and then have a plan, have a goal set aside so that you can meet that. And then make sure you're tracking it each month as well, just to make sure that you're staying on track with what you want to do. I wish I could take more pictures of that day. Yeah, I wanted to take more pictures with my sister, my best friends, I think. I missed some of those shots. Um, it's hard to remember everything. Um, and you'll, you'll, you know, when it's time for you to go through your day, you'll realize that too. Um, that's why it's important to write everything down that you want to do so you don't forget things. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I didn't realize that until, of course, months later. But, you know, the memories are there. The pictures we do have are there. So so what, what thing do you wish you happy you, you did? I am happy that we had our senior pastor and um, his son, who was also a pastor of the church, both officiating our wedding. Yeah. Um, because about a year and a half, almost two years after that, the senior pastor, he passed away. Um, so it was great to have that moment and to know that we'll always have that memory of him um, and we can watch it over and over yeah, to yeah. you know, see him and hear his voice. Um, he was a great person. Um, so I'm really happy we had them both together participating and marrying us. So we'll have that forever. Um, for me, I'm glad that we really planned the wedding and God allowed us to uh, have a very successful wedding. And one thing I was very happy when we were leaving for for the for the hotel, we didn't have any fear. Everything was paid off and yeah, no debts. No debts. We had that freedom and I praise God and my advice to anybody who getting married, first thing is if you're a Christian, you should invite God to the wedding and get your parents involved, plan and enjoy the moment. Me, I'm a finance person. Of course, everything you said is absolutely important, but in terms of planning and paying for that wedding, make sure, like I said, that you have concrete goals. You're, if you have, I don't know, $50,000, for example, budgeted for the wedding, divide that out to a monthly amount both of you put into it every month until you reach that goal and you'll be debt free um you know why because there's a life after the wedding there's a life after the wedding <laughs> there's a life after the wedding well said last thing for our listeners remember that it's just one day i always give everyone this advice who is getting married take it all in as much as you can because it will fly by all the planning all the spending all of the worrying all the stress it comes down to that one day a matter of hours and then it's gone um you're left with the memories so take it in as much as you can take lots of pictures lots of video so that you can relive it over and over um and just have fun have fun and enjoy and for me i think and I'll, I'll say that God is wonderful. And when you have a plan and you 
invite God, yeah. he will definitely bless you. He will. And make sure you get your parents involved because there's a blessing when you get your parents involved in your wedding and your pastors too. Your pastors too. So this is Jessica Dacius on our fifth episode. We talk about her experience, her career, her family, and we talk about a wedding. And please subscribe to this channel. This is Divine Purpose Podcast. Divine Purpose Podcast, DP Podcast Live on YouTube, on all the platforms. Uh, please subscribe to this channel. Thank you.